G Sports Network. It was a great start for the Spiders. It was a great finish for the Spiders in Saturday night's 27-24 victory over Albany. And we will hope to duplicate that on our Spider Sports line today with a great start and a great finish and a great middle of the program as well. Thank you for joining us, whether you're here in the restaurant, Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. Still time for you to come on by, have lunch with us, talk some spider and college football, or communicate with us on the radio and online. You heard the information a moment ago, but once again, 521-8501 puts you on the air with us, 638-9508 if you want to Text us, spidersportsline at richmond.edu if you'd like to email, and at spidervoice if you'd like to tweet our way. Bob Black with you, as always, on a Thursday with Spider Head Football Coach Russ Huseman. Our special player guest coming up, and both of them had major impacts in Saturday night's win. Defensively, Marcus Vincent from his defensive back spot, and offensively, Caleb Drake from his wide receiver spot. So, Coach, congratulations on the win. I do feel the pressure to start this show as good as the Spiders started that game Saturday night. You get a three-and-out defensively, and then you get an eight-play, 81-yard drive, three-and-a-half minutes that ends with a touchdown offensively. How impactful was that start for your guys to feel good about themselves when that game kicked off Saturday night? Well, it probably wasn't a start we we had uh, anticipated because – I had spoken to the team, I said, because normally what we do is we defer. And so I told our team, I said, first thing that's going to happen is we're going to have kickoff return out there. We're going to get it. We either going to pop it for a touchdown or a big run. And then offense is going to go down and score. I said, so we're taking the ball. If we win the toss, we're not deferring. If they they win the toss, they'll defer. So we're going to get the ball. So here's how it's going to start. Obviously, it didn't start that way. <laughs> the um, best laid plan. So I was trying to do anything to really, you know, to, to, to change what we were doing starting games. And as soon as as soon as we come out and Ruben, because I told Ruben, you know, what we were doing. I told the team and Ruben comes walk, comes comes out and he's just shaking his head. And I said, Rube, they got us, man. They, <laughs> they did it to us here. And so I think they wanted to kind of do the same thing, get a start. But fortunately, we got a three and out. We took it right down and scored and uh, that was huge for us. And really, and we'll talk with Marcus about this when he's here, I thought the very first play just set the tone when he separated ball from receiver, and not any receiver, but their best receiver on that very first play. Yeah, I mean, obviously a big play there. Um, And uh, so, but again, however you go three and out, you go three and out. And, uh, you know, Marcus made a nice play there. And, and uh, you know, we defended him, got it back in pretty good field position and uh, and, and took it down and scored. And, and that kind of got us a little bit and feeling a little bit better than what's happened the last three weeks. Russ, you can refute this because some of the guys have refuted it as well. Um, but my observation, Chris Anderson's from the press box, even Matt Smith a little bit from the sideline, there just seemed to be an edginess about you guys. And I mean that in a positive way Saturday night. And I'm not saying it wasn't there in previous games, and maybe it was because of the start of the game, but it just seemed like there was a energized edginess attitude about the way they were playing, that even if, you know, even if they had something go bad, they were ready to keep moving forward. If they got nicked up a little bit, Matt Smith said it more than once, they were waving off trainers and saying, hey, we're okay, we're going to get in there. You played guys at spots that obviously they're not used to playing. Uh, 
I, I don't know. Did you sense any of that, or was that kind of our, our eyes misguiding us a little bit? Well, I've sensed that kind of the last couple of weeks, even though the Delaware game didn't turn out, obviously, anywhere near we wanted to. But I've, I've kind of sensed that with this football team, and, and they've been – the last couple of weeks have been a pleasure to be around. Um, you know, I think in some ways, it, you know, it's been a humbling experience for them, you know, and, and I think it's kind of – all right, now let's let's refocus. Let's kind of figure out ways to get wins, and and so, I, you know, I, I just the past couple of weeks, even though the Delaware game we didn't win, I felt really good about the team. There's so much from this game that we want to dissect, and we will. And again, our our player guests will help us do that in the middle two segments: Marcus Vincent defensively and Caleb Drake offensively. So I don't want to have lost in the shuffle Andrew Clyde's performance with three quarterback sacks in that game, Russ. He's had at least one quarterback sack in every game against Albany for four straight years. I think he's had seven in the four games. I'm sure Albany's going to send somebody to the Robin Center to make sure he walks across the stage and gets his (laughs) diploma and gets the heck out of number 97 in red, white, and blue. Andrew's such a good player. Uh, there's no question about it. He's, he could be one of the best defensive linemen in the league. I don't think there's a question. You know, there may be one or two that are that are comparable to him. But, you know, he, he, he hasn't had statistically the kind of year. But if you guys watch some of the film, I mean, he's getting chipped by running backs and the protection set to him. And, you know, and, and but a lot of times, you know, he's right there on the quarterback and forces a – you know, either a bad throw or, or something happening. Uh, he, he's just really good. Our whole defensive line has played so well this year. Um, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade any of those guys for anybody in the league. They're hard workers. I told our team this on Sunday, and, and probably I had some position groups looking at me, you know, like I was an idiot. But I said if anybody wants to know how to prepare, how to practice, how to play, how to be productive – uh, just go watch the defensive line. Go watch their practice film. Go in their meetings, and you'll see what you what it takes to be great. And 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 the four guys, and then Kobe Turner's playing well, and a Joni's playing well, and so we've got six guys that are that are playing, you know, at a high level there. How about your offensive line? You just don't have the numbers there, but the job they did Saturday night uh, for the rushing game to allow Gordon Collins to have the openings he had, and then for the second consecutive game, knock on wood that it continues, no quarterback sacks on Joe Mancuso. Yeah, you got to give him a lot of credit. Give Adam Ross, our offensive line, a lot of credit. I mean, we, we traveled with seven offensive linemen, uh, unheard of. Um, you know, and then Colby Williams goes out and then set upon he's dinged up. Um, you know, and, and, and it was it was kind of patchwork. Stephon Jacob put a 51 jersey on. I'm sure you guys didn't even know who that was. We did because we have a good sideline reporter, the ever-present Matt Smith, had a baby as Matt. you've called him, had it in our ear right away that Stephon was wearing 51, so we could relate that to our audience. I mean, so, you know, and, and they did a great job. They got him in there in certain situations when we needed him and then got him back out so we can go back to two tight end sets, you know, and, uh, you know, and just try to – you know, try to salvage what we could up front. Uh, but you're right, no sacks. We, we gained some valuable yards running the football. You know, big third down at the end of the game that Gordon got. I mean, you know, that's huge. We need we had to have that third down play so we could eat the clock up and make sure that they didn't get a possession at the end there. So 
proud of him, proud of Coach Ross. Uh, I think he's doing a fantastic – I've always thought that about him, uh, that he does a great job with these guys. The Stefan Jacob move is really a neat story. And the backstory here is it wasn't something that, that the coaches just snapped their fingers and said, oh, Stefan, you try offensive line. He'd actually practiced there a little bit during the year. Coach Durden had told me that a few weeks ago, actually, hadn't he? Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot because it takes a pretty selfless kind of guy to – to say, all right, give me that 51 jersey. You know, he could be catching passes. He's a great blocker for us. Uh, obviously, very, very bright individual. For him to go in there and, and, and kind of have a feel for what to do as an offensive tackle uh, is really hard. So, you know, we've done the same thing this week in working him and Will Garrity in there and um, just in case and see where we are. But, uh, you know, it's tough. Right now, you know, we've got two surgeries and a concussion, um, you know, and, and we were kind of limited coming in. We, we started the season with 12, and, you know, one of our other walk-on linemen's out. So practice has been really a challenge for us. Um, you know, we're using Ray Eldridge and Aiden Murray, you know, on the offensive line, Joel Campos, and just trying to get through practice, you know, with, with basically six – offensive lineman this week well with that said let me brag on one more guy there are several more that we could certainly do that with and then we'll get to the phones ivan is waiting he's first in line but others can join him five two one eight five zero one and then our middle segments with marcus vincent and caleb drake coming up but if we talked about a veteran on defense andrew clyde Veteran on offense that had probably his best game of the year, I would say, is Gordon Collins, who you mentioned a moment ago. 20 carries, 76 yards. He had the early touchdown and then that key run at the end. And we've talked to Gordon a lot about that run, about bouncing it to the outside, not initiating contact, making sure he made guys miss, which isn't really his M.O., but he knew he had to pick up those three yards. And then I know there was some concern that he went out of bounds instead of staying in bounds, but he said he actually saw the end zone. He was looking for the goal line, not the sideline in that <laughs> well, situation. And, worked, and the clock actually worked out. You should have heard end. Durden up That's on the press said. box, man. <laughs> uh, he was going nuts. And, and I kept saying, I kept telling him, I said, Jeff, don't worry about it. They're at, they got one timeout right. left. I'm looking at my, my sheet right here. They cannot, they cannot get the ball back. All we had, I don't care how we got that first down. We had to have the first down, whether he ran out of bounds it didn't make any difference. And we had burned a timeout there, you know, and had him in the huddle and said, guys, this is huge. And sometimes it doesn't because, you know, sometimes you think, ah, we got the field goal anyway. We're in field goal range. It wasn't like we had to have it to keep the drive alive. We had to have it to end the game right there. And, and that was the key. And so whether he went out of bounds or not, I, I could care less. So, so but you, I can't wait. He went out of bounds. It's not a clock. Blah, blah, blah. I said, Jeff, we just got the first down, man. I, I'm looking. They cannot stop it. And, uh, you know, probably one of the uh, – and that was a great drive. I mean, that was a combination of a two-minute drive. It was a combination of a four-minute to a two-minute back to a four-minute drive. You know, as you're communicating with your players the whole time, you know, at this point in time, we got to have two hands on the ball. You know, probably could have used another timeout at the end of the game there. And, and you know, when I used the timeout, I think uh, – um, Jeff was a little little mad at me on that one too, which and he really he had a right to be mad at me. I burned the timeout, but I wanted to go in a huddle and, and I wanted to tell these guys we're gonna run the ball one more time, okay? 
uh, two hands on the ball, and Jay Palmer was in there at the time. I looked Jay. I said, Jay, I said, I want the handoff. I looked at Joe. I said, we have to get the handoff exchange. And, Jay, I want two hands. If you get one or two yards, I don't care. But we were actually trying to just try to use some time with the run. And then I said, all right, we're going to bullseye it after this and get it in the middle of the field. And obviously, at that point in time, you want to have a timeout so you can burn it with six seconds, Mm -hmm. get your field goal team together, and tell them what needs to be done. But at that time, we kind of were looking at the clock, looking at the clock, and kind of guesstimating how much time we needed to send that group out. Um, And fortunately, they executed it just the way you want it done. We got him out there. He kicked the thing through with six seconds, and then that's a ball game. I got so many more observations and things I want to discuss with you about all of that, but I'll hold off for a moment. <laughs> I was probably questioned a million times on that drive. I would Pretty think much. so. Yeah, I mean, probably Chris a Anderson. bunch of you guys out here questioned it too. Actually, we and, and again, Jeff was questioning it, and, and uh, but it was it was a great group effort with our offense, our players, you know, everybody involved in but it. But here's yeah. what's funny: in our booth, we did not question him going out of bounds. That never even crossed our mind because we were like you doing the math that they couldn't stop the clock mm-hmm. anyway even though he went out of bounds. You know what I want to do one week? I want to do like the NASCAR. Have you ever listened to NASCAR on the radio? They tap into the crew chief as he's talking to the driver. I want to tap into the head coach's headset and Coach Durden's headset in the box. Our ratings will skyrocket if we do that. You may be off air. Well, we'll do a little seven-second delay on that. But I think that would, you guys would listen to that, wouldn't you? That would we, Chris and I will just shut up and let you guys talk. That would be highly entertaining. Yeah, it would be entertaining. The other observation off of everything you just said, Ivan, hang on, I'm coming to you. Matt Smith even made this observation. He looked at you and he said, I have seen Coach Usman in the offensive huddles more than I have all season long in that game against Albany on Saturday night. Yes, no? Just that last drive, okay. really. I mean, and each time, you know, it was reminders you know, I wanted to look at the guys, and I, you know, I wanted to tell them how important this was, and what what had to happen. And our coaches do that all the time. And I, I you know, I probably screwed it up more than than helped it by going in there. And I try to, you know, you try to stay out of them and 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 let those guys do their work. And 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 I'm sure I got in the way probably more than than I. I didn't help they were saying the same things I was saying but you know I I wanted to grab somebody by the jersey and say listen here's what has to happen and um and our guys execute that whole drive was a fantastic drive Caleb Drake's catch on the sideline was huge um just everything that, that occurred is what had to occur during that drive the whole way through Time for Ivan to talk. 521-8501 if you'd like to join him. Ivan, thanks for your patience. You're on with a fired-up Coach Huseman. <laughs> well, hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. It's good talking to you this week. You too. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say, you took all the – Coach, you really uh, did a great job last week. Your whole staff did. Getting fired up, getting the team uh, to play above themselves. And your team is just is one that just never gives up. It keeps fighting. Even when it's down, it keeps fighting to, to, to win games. Now, yeah. I that's a testament to your coaching. Well, I don't, I, I don't know if it's my coaching or our coaching. It's a testament to the guys. I mean, uh, they're, they're in. They're all in. They want to win. They want to do well. So I, I would say all the credit goes to our football team. Well, that's true. But uh, I just think and it, the, the, the players get it from the coaches who never, you know, the coaching, the co- you and the wretched staff who never give up or give in, no matter how bad things 
look, you, you keep fighting in the, the keep winning. Thanks, Ivan. I, I want to meet you someday because I'll give you a big old hug. You're awful nice to me. We're three and Thank four you. right now, and, and you still love me. I appreciate that. Well, I'm, I'm just curious. Do you see any changes like in uh, teams going from maybe uh, Division Two to the v- Division One AA or Division One AA up to Division One A in any time in the future? Um. You know, I, I don't know how everything's going to shake out. That's that that's an hour-long conversation that maybe one day I'll get on Bob's show and we can talk more about all that stuff. But, you know, that's that's a conversation that, that, that can take forever to talk about. But um, I, I know, obviously, we're, we're excited to be where we are in the league we're, we're in. And, and uh, I think Richmond's in, in a great setup right now. Yeah. Can you tell us about – you're playing Elon this week. How do you go – who is like some of the key players – that we should watch for, and how, and how do you come out, and how's, and how's our team doing uh, injury-wise going into the Elon game? Uh, well, you know, obviously Elon's really good. Their quarterback, who's a great player, is out. Um, he tore an ACL last week against Delaware on the second series. They're, they're, the running back, who's the best running back in the league and probably top two or three in the country, Summers, uh, did not play last week against Delaware probably will play this week he's kind of nursing a hamstring but they're good i mean we we saw him last year firsthand i think everybody saw him uh the kind of year they had to go beat james madison at james madison like they did i mean it was you know it, it was a great game by them but uh, uh they're, they're really good our team we're banged up uh but you know we'll, we'll have the ability to field you know a a good offense and a good defense. There's no question about that. Well, good luck, Coach. I hope you come out with a big team victory this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ivan. Quick break, then Caleb Drake and Marcus Vincent join us at the head table. We'll talk with a couple of the guys who helped the Spiders to that win last week at Albany. They're coming up next. Spider Sports Line from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street on the Spider IMG Sports Network and ESPN Richmond. Buy the all-new 2019 Silverado truck at Luck. Chevy has spent the last 100 years making the most dependable, longest-lasting pickups on the road, and Luck Chevrolet has sold them that long. Whether it's refined comfort of high country, the aggressive capability of trail boss, or the functionality of work truck, the next-generation Silverado offers the right tool for every job. Call Luck Chevrolet in Ashland at 804-798-9261 or online at luckchevrolet.com and get your new truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland. Only two more home games remain for the Richmond Spiders football team, including homecoming and Hall of Fame Day, November 3rd against the Villanova Wildcats and November 10th against the Maine Black Bears. Both games kick off at 3 p.m. You won't want to miss the action at Robin Stadium. Enjoy an exciting Saturday with your family and friends and celebrate your Spider pride by purchasing your tickets today. Call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com slash buy tickets. Buddy Whitlow, CLU of Virginia Asset Management, is proud to sponsor Richmond Football. A 1976 grad of the School of Business, Buddy has worked as a financial advisor ever since. Buddy helps business owners and personal clients manage risks of today's fast-paced world by offering financial strategies and products to protect against those risks. Talk to Buddy about how to manage your financial risks by calling 804-330-0711. Securities and investment advisory services through Securian Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. Virginia Asset Management is independently owned and operated. Looking to get 
a new kind of college visit experience? At Liberty University, we've got you covered. As we grow and develop over time, our commitment to Christian values only becomes stronger. Experience what's really happening at Liberty with one of our daily campus tours or special events like College for a Weekend or Experience LU. Meet our professors and students and get a first-hand look at the heartbeat of life at Liberty. For more information about visiting opportunities, check out liberty.edu slash visit us. Again, that's liberty.edu slash visit us. Thanks for making us Richmond's number one choice for sports talk and play-by-play around the clock. We're 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. We're live at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Vincent Testaverde is the starting quarterback, and his first pass was intended for Dev Holmes, the true freshman, and Marcus Vincent, the sophomore cornerback, leveled him and jarred the ball loose. Third and nine from the Albany 46. Testaverde looks to the near side to throw, and the pass is knocked down. Marcus Vincent on the coverage again. And how about the Spider defense with a three and out? And you talk about, you know, stressing those corners last week. We had a lot of stress on them. Well, how do you help them out? Third and nines help out. You can get some pressure. You can do some different things. Started for the Spiders Saturday night at Albany. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line from Outback Steakhouse 7917 West Broad Street. Bob Blackwood, Spider head coach Russ Huseman. Time to bring on our special player guests, wide receiver Caleb Drake and defensive back Marcus Vinson. And Marcus, since we played those couple of highlights, let's start with you. Right. How impactful was the start of that game Saturday night, even to everything Coach Huseman just talked about, where maybe you were a little bit surprised you guys defensively were on the field to start the game and then to make those kind of plays that you made in the first sequence how impactful was that for you guys um yeah i mean the first play i wasn't really expecting them to just do a screenplay i thought after all watching all the film throughout the week they were going to try to take a shot on us first play but after i saw that it was kind of like a gift for me so i knew i had to blow them up first play and kind of set the tone for the rest of the time yeah what does that feel like when you get that opportunity to do that uh you can't really feel anything you just wake up kind of after the play and shake it off (laughs) And you got to move on to the next play, yes, which you made several times. Um, how good a performance, how good do you feel about your performance and then collectively the entire defense? Because obviously I think you had four pass breakups in that game, but you had a defensive line that was putting pressure on their quarterback the entire game. Yeah, uh, for myself, I did pretty good. I think I could have still played better. I made some mistakes, but uh, comparing myself to the last two weeks, I didn't do so well, so I think I did pretty good. Coach, and... how did Marcus Vincent play? Play good. I mean, you break hard on himself or or what? (laughs) Well, I mean, you break up four passes. That's a pretty good day's work right there. No question about that. And Marcus, he he played well, uh, played better than he's been playing. He's he's only going to get better. He's he's a sophomore, true sophomore. Played last year as a freshman, but not a lot. So you're talking about a guy that's that's kind of in his seventh game of the of his career um, as far as playing. And and uh, I'll tell you. This kid is a fantastic person. He's a hard worker. I mean, he's he's as he, he he's as good as you can be around. Tremendous family. Um, so he's going to be a tremendous player. He's playing well. He played well against Albany, but his future is so far, you know, ahead of him where he can be just an outstanding 
defensive back, no question. So what's the difference like for you, Marcus, from year one to year two, from your, your freshman season to where you are now as a sophomore? Uh, freshman season, I was just kind of learning the defense throughout the year and just playing my role in special teams and doing whatever I could to help the team. And now I uh, just kind of got thrown into the fire this year and just had to step up and uh, kind of somewhat be a leader on the as a defensive back. How comfortable are you with that as just a sophomore and, as Coach said, playing a minimal amount of games to be kind of looked upon as one of the leaders back there in that secondary? I feel good about it. I mean, the guys back there made me feel comfortable and they made me uh, feel protected back there in the middle of the field, so I know I'm good. A lot of times when I ask that question about year one to year two, the answer that I get back is the game has slowed down for me in year two. I'm not sure I really know what that means necessarily, but is there that feeling that you might have that, because you had to learn all that stuff on the fly in year one, that in year two the game is slowing down for you? Yeah, mentally it slowed down for me, but physically I had to get used to it the first couple games, but now I feel totally fine. All right, on the other end of the spectrum is a veteran guy, redshirt senior wide receiver in Caleb Drake. I think we're going to get to the pass and catch on that last drive in our next segment, so I want to hold off on that a little bit. But take the opposite tact here, Caleb. This is a guy over here, Marcus, just kind of starting out, that sort of thing and you're coming down the home stretch. What's kind of your feeling as each practice goes by and each game goes by this season for you? Just trying to uh, finish the season strong and uh, win out. That said, how important was winning Saturday? I mean, uh, that's something that we're not used to around here a lot. You're not used to around here a lot as the three games that you'd lost prior to Saturday night. What was the difference Saturday night? Uh, We just knew we had to win. Like, we just had had to buy in and win. And I, uh, it, it meant a lot to me because we have to win out the rest of the season to make playoffs, I feel like. Was there a difference? I mean, I talked about it, that some of us in the press box observed you guys just look different. You looked, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, edgy is probably the word I'm looking for. Did you guys either talk about it or sense it and did it, as Coach Usman alluded to, kind of start with the end of the Delaware game where, where things seemed to start going a little bit better? Yeah, we, um, like during practice, we knew that we had to buy in, like, Coach Usman said every day before practice, like, buy in, like, finish strong. That's that's the goal this year for the rest of the season, to finish strong. How much do you help kind of personify that as a as an older guy on this team who's been around a lot of the highs and lows that you can kind of advise some of the younger guys that, hey, here we got to make sure every practice is good, we got to make sure every meeting is good, that sort of thing? We have to keep reminding them, yeah. How much do you have to remind yourself? Uh, every day. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> What uh, what has this offense been like uh, the last couple weeks with with Joe at the helm? Obviously, Kevin uh, still out pro- the co- concussion protocol. What have the last couple of weeks been like with him at quarterback? It's been fine. He came in strong. Like um, Joe Joe does a good job communicating to the receivers and the O linemen. He's like he's like he's doing a good job. Yeah. How much do you sense that? That's the word I've heard from some of the other guys is that even though he's a guy playing just his second full game at quarterback, he's very calm, he's very poised in the huddle. What are you seeing and what are you hearing from him? Joe's very mature. He's he's doing a, he's doing a good job at his spot. He, he came in ready, strong, doing his job. All right, so we're talking about him as a quarterback, but I want to talk about you as a quarterback as well because uh, you actually caught Joe Mancuso's first touchdown pass, but then you've also thrown a touchdown pass this season. Tell us a little bit about the one that you threw this season and how excited you were to do that. (laughs) Well, Cottrell's a very fast runner, so (laughs) 
I had to throw the ball. I had to open him up, like, because it, he was two defenders had him locked up, so I had to throw where he was going, really. How much did you practice that uh, during the week, and did you throw it the same way you did when you actually threw it in the game? Nah, during practice I screwed up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had more adrenaline, like in the game. I knew I had to make this play. Here's one of the things I hear all the time about trick plays when we talk to guys about how it worked in practice, and they say, I never thought coach would have the courage to call it. Were you thinking that? Were you thinking he's never going to call it? I can't believe he's actually calling it. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought that. <laughs> so, Coach Isman, if they screwed it up so much in practice, why did we run it in the game? <laughs> I've seen him throw the ball. I mean, he was a high school quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's, he could spin it pretty good. So, you know, if it would have been a guy that I didn't think could spin it or get it out there – you know, you probably don't call it, but, I mean, he, he throws a good ball. Do you miss your uh, quarterbacking days from high school, or are they long gone at this point? Yeah, they long gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's not to say you couldn't throw one more pass somewhere along the way this season, right? Sure. Yeah, let's just keep that in the back of the defense's <laughs> minds a little bit. All right, we're right at the bottom of the hour. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, learn a little bit more about these guys. Marcus Vincent and Caleb Drake, our special spider player guests, about halfway through our spider sports line for a Thursday afternoon at Outback on the Spider IMG Sports Network, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM. We are ESPN Richmond. Food Lion is helping you fuel up to cheer on the spiders. Make a play for tailgate favorites like chips and dip, cookout meats, and ice-cold drinks at prices that will earn big points from your wallet. Food Lion, how refreshing. Proud partner of Spider Athletics. Hi, this is head coach Russ Usman. Hope you're enjoying the action of Richmond football. Stay tuned. I'll have the first word after the game on the Buzz and Ned's Coach's Corner, exclusively on the home of the Spiders, 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. At UR School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. If you owe any money to the IRS, you need to call this toll-free number right now, 800-379-6450. That's 800-379-6450. Uncle Sam has the power to take everything you own. You could stop the collection process right now by calling 800-379-6450. When you call the tax support group, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate your back taxes, including penalties and interest. You could also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have entered into a payment plan and can't make the payments. Stop Uncle Sam right now. This free call could help you today. 800-379-6450. That's 800-379-6450. 800 379 6450 1-800-379-6450 We're the only station giving you five hours of local sports talk every weekday. You guys are the best station in town. Join in on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. 
It's Spider Football and Lunch at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The Spiders second and eight at the Great Danes, 49-yard line. That's giving Caleb Drake a shot all night. He's up there, one-on-one, bump and run up top on himself. Shotgun snap. Mancuso's going to throw it for Caleb Drake. Right sideline, he leaps, and he makes the catch inside the 25 at the 24-yard line. That's why they pay me the big yeah. bucks, Bob. We'll, we'll double it for you. <laughs> <laughs> great call, you. Coach Anderson. And great catch, Caleb Drake. All right, Coach Usman, you want to add Chris Anderson to your offensive coaching staff? Because was he, good, he was, was jumping out of the him. booth when he saw that. That was a good call Wasn't by it? him. Yeah. I, I got to brag on him a little bit. He saw that lined up, and and as you heard, he was all over that. That was the 24-yard the gain on that final drive that got the Spiders into position for the Gordon Collins run and then the, the field goal that won it. So what did, more importantly, Caleb Drake, what did you see on that play, and what was the communication like between you and, and Joe going into that play? Yeah, um, we started off with a hitch. Uh, when DB come depressed, we have to convert the hitch. So whenever we seen that, Joe looked at me, gave me the signal, and uh, the play happened. So there was some nonverbal communication going on there between between you and Joe. Is that is yeah. that right? Yes. Sir. So how far do you think he's come? And, and I know he's expected to do that. He practices it every day. But to do it in the game, clock winding down, final minutes of a tie game, what was that moment like between you and Joe, that communication? And then not to mention the physical nature of it, of him putting the ball where you can catch it, right? Yeah, it came down to uh, focus because it, it was a play that had to happen. We had to uh, make this play and get the field goal. So uh, it was a very like – Like you said. Yeah. It was a very good play by Joe. Very, very Spot mature, very mature play. Coach, is that one of those where you say, "Well, he he should do that. That's what he practices all the time." Or is that a moment where you say, "You know what? The kid's starting to get it a little bit." Well, I, I, we we know that our guys can go up and get the ball, mm-hmm. and, and and Joe has done a really nice job. You know, he had a big one to Cortrell, same way, right before our last touchdown, I believe. It's kind of the same throw and same catch right there that, that Caleb made. So, obviously, Joe's capable of doing it. But now, you know, they're capable of going up and getting the ball, no question. But now he's got to see that this is what we got to do. You know, it, he could have very easily kind of just uh, we had to hitch. I better go over here. But he had enough confidence in Caleb and himself to say, we're going to throw that thing. We're going to throw and catch it. You know, sometimes when you don't throw and catch it, you know, everybody says, "What are they doing? Why, why wouldn't they try something?" Mm-hmm. But you know, we're we're capable of doing those things, and and we had called it from the press box too. Not we, but the the offensive guys said it's going to Caleb, and we kind of knew that that's where it was going. And man, I saw, I was right there, and I looked, and his actually to get the one foot down because mm-hmm. the second step that I didn't see. I saw the one that just barely touched the line, but he had got his other foot down prior to that one too. And so we're screaming, hurry up, snap the ball, snap the ball, snap the ball. Cause I had not seen, you know, really you couldn't tell that he got the first one down. And obviously they saw it up there that he got that one down. Second one just barely touched the line. Well, let me ask the man himself, were you inbounds? Did you think you were inbounds? Uh, were you kind of wondering where the line was as you went up to catch that ball? Yeah, I knew I was inbounds. Like, I knew I was close to the sideline, and I um, had to get my body in a position to make the catch and to stay inbounds. 
how much do you guys practice that? I mean, is there a way that you go about practicing uh, tight roping that sideline? Yeah, uh, Coach Baco practice it every day. Uh, we have to he, – he makes sure we, we be in game situations. Mm-hmm. That's the funny part of that call, too, because as much as I'll brag on Chris Anderson, as soon as the play was done, that's the first thing he said was, uh-oh, they're going to take a look at this one. They're going to look at this one. I'm not so sure he was in yeah. route. <laughs> so. I thought the same thing. and and But as you watch the film, you know, when you watch the film, you see that first mm-hmm. – he got the toe in. and the, If they would have just – if he wouldn't have got that first toe in, they would have reviewed it and overturned it because his second foot actually just – I mean, just touched the weight. And they probably would have overturned that one. Great, great throw, great, great catch. Great throw and great catch and yeah. led to a great win for the Spiders. And, Caleb, that takes us to this week at Elon. Um, and you're a Troy, North Carolina native. So how far away is Elon and how much of a homecoming? And how excited are you about this one this week? I'm very excited. I have, like, 12 family members coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like an hour away from Troy. Did Elon uh, recruit you at all five years ago? Yes, sir. All right, and and how come you're much happier being a Richmond Spider? <laughs> what went into what went into that decision for you? If you can think back that far, um, they just hired their, their new uh, coaching staff, mm-hmm. and so they were just desperate to get anybody they could. So, and uh, Richmond did a very good job recruiting me, and was uh, committed committed to me and my family so. well knowing elon the way you do uh, a couple guys talked about this veteran guys what are your thoughts on elon uh, going into this game and it's obviously a program that really wasn't all that great until the last couple of years right yes uh elon is a very good team but if we uh minimize the mistakes that we make uh we can beat them so you're really excited about this one. this is yeah. kind of like homecoming before we have homecoming in yeah. a couple weeks for you yeah. yes, well, we will certainly keep an eye on that and uh, with all those family and friends coming we we'll hope you have another big day for for a lot of reasons. So let me turn to the defense, Marcus. So this is an interesting game because, as Coach Usman mentioned, the starting quarterback, who's a great player, isn't going to play, which means you now have to focus on a different guy. What is the preparation like as you go into this week? Um, let's just talk about the quarterback situation, first of all, and what you're seeing from Elon's offense. Um, from the quarterback standpoint, uh, I'm sure they're probably going to try to do more quarterback design runs for him since he's dual threat. And we're just going to have to – practice on um, scramble drill and making sure we stick to our guys because we know he's probably going to run around the pocket a little bit and try to air it down the field. What do you remember about the other kid, Davis Cheek, because he had you know a great year last season for Elon, and, and obviously uh, they played us a year ago at Robin Stadium. Uh, from what I watched, I remember he had a really strong arm, but he wasn't much of a, a runner, and he just tried to uh, stay in the pocket as much as he could and deliver the ball to guys. The fact that you've got a whole week that you know they've made this change because of the injury, that this isn't something they announced on Friday or something like that. As a defense, how much does that help you? Uh, you may not have as much game tape on this guy as you had on the starter, but it does give you the whole week, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it helps a lot. Like like I said, we can practice scramble drill and making sure we plaster on our guys and uh, make sure we get into the quarterback and all that stuff. How about the running back? A little bit more of an unknown. Obviously, you're preparing for him to play. And I realize you're a defensive back. This is probably more important to our defensive linemen and linebackers. But still, you're going to be involved in that. And Summers is leading the league in rushing going into this game this week. What what do you try to do thinking he is going to be there, isn't going to be there? How do you approach that? Uh, I mean, we just have to uh, play in our gaps and uh, make sure we're swarming to the ball. We have to have everybody to the ball because I know he's a very strong runner. And, yeah, we just have to be sure tacklers on the outside. 
Hey, talk a little bit about the, the secondary in general. You talked in the last segment about trying to be a leader. What's kind of the chemistry like amongst you guys back there? Obviously, there there have been some guys who've been in and out and injured and that sort of thing. Um, what's the what's the whole group mentality on that back line? Uh, for us, it's just making a play whenever we can. I mean, I know we've like had some missed opportunities, but as long as we like make a play and the offense doesn't catch the ball, we're, we're fine. Um, what are the keys then? I think we've talked about that uh, as you focus in on the quarterback and what you've seen in this Elon team. And I, I would assume the, the JMU game probably caught your attention a little bit for them to be able to, to beat JMU in, in Harrisonburg, right? Yes. So what's the, what's the secret to success? What's, what's secret to spider success without giving away too many secrets this week? I mean, just playing our game and just staying level-headed throughout the game and not panicking because we have so much talent on our team that we can beat anybody, really. We just be, we just end up being ourselves sometimes, and that's about it. That's a great point. How have you guys handled that? Um, I think everybody has said there's plenty of talent on this team. So now you, you're off to a tough start in the conference, and everybody knows it's a great conference, no doubt about it. But how would you guys kind of handle all that and hopefully now turn the corner in the last couple of games? Uh, like, Coach, like Coach said, we just had to look ourselves in the mirror and just fix all our mental mistakes and just really clean up our game. How about it from your perspective, uh, Caleb? How do you think – Everybody kind of handled the last few weeks. And, and what do you have to do to assure, to use Coach Usman's phrase this week, that you go 1-0 again this week? Just everybody buy in, uh, defense, offense, make plays. We just have to make plays, important plays. At the, no little mistakes. We have to make every play. Like, yeah, that's all, we, that's all we have to do, and we'll win. And that has kind of become the catchphrase, hasn't it, Coach? Just go 1-0 and this week and not – worry about anything else in the future or in the past. Yeah, I know a lot of people say 1-0. I just say let's go play this game and win this game. That's all I care. You know, whether we're 1-0 after this week or not, as long as we win, we're something in O, and that's that's all that matters. So Now, neither uh, of us went to Richmond. I understand that, but I think both of us are smart enough to know that would be 1-0. Yeah. Just just saying. I just – got to go play well. All right. And that's all – that that's what I look for is our team to go play well. And if we play well, we'll, we'll have a chance. I think these two guys will. Uh, They did last week, and they will next week. We'll let you guys go grab lunch. Marcus Vincent, Caleb Drake, have a great homecoming as well. Bring back a victory. Thanks, fellas. We look forward to watching you Saturday afternoon at Elon. Thanks, guys. Caleb Drake, Marcus Vincent, our special player guest this afternoon. We will take a timeout. Got about 15 minutes or so. Remain in the program. We'll take some texts or emails or calls or questions from the audience. Coming up when we come back, Spider Sports Line, Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. If you missed us this week, by the way, we will be here next week. It is a bye week on the field, but we will have a Spider Sports Line next week here Thursday. We'll bring a couple of assistant coaches, I think, guys who aren't on the road recruiting next week. That's always very popular, so we'll grab a couple of assistant coaches and give them the microphone next week along with Coach Usman. All right, a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. At Outback Steakhouse, we live by Aussie rules. And Aussie rule number one is ensuring steak satisfaction every time. We offer the highest quality cuts of steak, seasoned and seared to juicy perfection, with a secret blend of 17 herbs and spices, and cooked just the way you want it. So, join us tonight at any of our five Richmond area locations, Bell Creek Road in Mechanicsville, South Park Court in Colonial Heights, Hall Street Road in Midlothian, Huguenot Road in Bonaire, West Broad Street, or order online at Outback.com. 
For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. So here's something you might have experienced. I used to post to job boards only to spend countless hours sorting through way too many resumes just to find a few qualified candidates for my tech sales teams, the trucking business I hire for my hair salons. That old process was definitely not Not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. They figured out hiring. ZipRecruiter did the work for me. Their powerful matching technology scanned thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills, education, and experience for my job and actively invited them to apply. So I got qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try ZipRecruiter now for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire. Based on Trustpilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. At UR School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation, and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. Food Lion is helping you fuel up to cheer on the spiders. Make a play for tailgate favorites like chips and dip, cookout meats, and ice cold drinks at prices that will earn big points from your wallet. Food Lion, how refreshing. Proud partner of Spider Athletics. Hi, this is head coach Russ Usman. Let's have lunch and talk Richmond football on the Spider Sports Line. Thursday, noon to 1 at Outback, 7917 West Broad Street. And live on the home of the Spiders, 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale. The leaves are changing colors, and with 40% off, why not change yours too? Our experts are waiting with colors like Autumn Orchid and Fallen Leaves. Also, receive special pricing on select interior paints starting at just $29.69. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store October 19th through the 22nd and save. Retail sales only. See store for details. This weekend at Kohl's, buy more, save more for your family and your home. Take an extra 15% off when you spend under $100 or an extra 20% off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, take an extra $10 off your $50 or more home purchase. You'll get Kohl's cash too. $10 for every $50 spent. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid October 11th through 21st. 15 or 20% off with promo code LEAF. Extra $10 off with promo code HOME10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. This is Dan Levitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1, now on your FM dial at 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. 
Back on the road again this week for the Spiders, Saturday at Elon, 1.30. This is like a good old-fashioned game back in the day when everybody played at 1 o'clock or 1.30 before TV got involved and, and all of that. So it's a 1.30 kick. Our airtime here on ESPN Radio is 1 o'clock. The game is on Fox Sports, Fox Sports Go app, and there's a story on our website that gives you all the ways you can get to that video, the links and all of that. So just go to richmondspiders.com, and it'll help you through the process so you can watch. And, of course, the easy way is just to tune in on 99.5 FM or 9.50 AM. Uh, Chris, Matt, and I will have the broadcast beginning at 1 o'clock with our pregame show. I don't know about you, Russ, but I'm really happy to be playing a game at 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. It seemed like forever waiting around those 7 o'clock. Oh, I don't know about that you. Was a long, yeah, that was a long wait. <laughs> I don't like those 7 o'clock mm-hmm. games. Uh, but, yeah, 1.30, I like the 1.30 games. Much, much, much better. So, anyway, um, i got a couple questions from the audience. And speaking of the audience, again, I think we're starting to build a little bit of a tradition here of getting some of our football player parents to come to the radio show. And we, we love having them. Audrey Williams is back with us again. Trent Williams' mom is here. And Keith Jasper is here. Uh, his son, Justin, is a true freshman who I assume is being redshirted this year. So it's a name that you may not be familiar with from Richmond, from University of Richmond. But he's a local kid who played it at St. Chris as well. And you even have a little bit more of a history and a backstory with with Keith Jasper, don't you, Russ? Yeah, when I was coaching at William Mary, Keith was a running back uh, for William and Mary. Uh, it's kind of in my early time there. I didn't coach him personally, but uh, knew him really, really well. And uh, thank goodness he sent his son to play for us because I think Justin's going to be an outstanding player. Yeah, you were uh, saying that during him. the break. You think he's got quite the future? We haven't a lot seen of him ability. yet, right? He hasn't had a chance. No, he has not got in yet. Because you're pretty deep at wide receiver. So. Yeah, that's a tough one there. Yeah. Uh, we're deep right now, and next year is it's really going to get, get in the spring, going to get him a chance to shine. But uh, does a good job and, and a great kid. And so so at some him. point we'll have Dad sitting over there, but we'll have uh, young Justin sitting up here with us is kind of what you're telling us at some point. Yeah, he'll, he'll be a good player for us. Absolutely. A uh, question I had from the audience about this week's game against Elon, and we talked about the quarterback situation and whether Summers is going to play at running back. Normally, they're pretty balanced. Their stats tell you they pass about as much as they run. So how do you prepare for both aspects of that and also know in the back of your head you might see more run this week because maybe this quarterback is a little bit more adept at that. What are the challenges? Well, to start with, this league's pretty balanced league mm-hmm. as far as you know everybody you play. Um, you don't come across somebody that just throws it, you know, 60 times a game or runs it 70 times a game. So it is balanced. But I think the one thing, you know, with the new quarterback is the dual threat possibility. And I think Marcus hit on it. You know, it's not only, you know, design quarterback runs, which they'll have some, and we, we really don't know what they're going to be. So we got we to gotta be ready to, to, to defend the quarterback design runs. But Marcus hit it right on. I mean, the, the quarterback scrambles. You know, the quarterback taking off, we, we've got to have somebody uh, right around the line of scrimmage at some point in time to, to make sure that we're on top of him immediately. We can't let him beat us with his legs on scrambles on, you know, just pulling it down and have a running lane as, as you're covering people up. And then obviously our DBs and linebackers need to cover wideouts when we do scramble. So, uh, you know, a little bit more of a challenge this week. But, uh, um, you know, and again, the guy – 
battled for the starting job last year with Davis. I mean, it was they they couldn't make a decision all the way up until the Toledo game, which was their first game of the year, and they played both of them, mm-hmm. and then finally pulled the trigger. So uh, obviously, this guy's a pretty talented player. Hey, let, let's uh, talk for a moment about our pretty talented player at quarterback. Uh, what was the progress you thought you saw or that you did see from Joe Mancuso from the first game, the Delaware game, to what he did against Albany? Well, he improved just that he didn't throw the interceptions. And, you know, that's what we wanted. Uh, you know, he threw for 280-something yards, I think. He ran for some some big runs uh, and helped us. So, uh, Joe played – Joe played good enough for us to win that game, and that's what you need from your quarterback. Play good enough to help us win, and he did. He had the touchdown run also, which was a great run, that 28-yarder. 20, uh, what did he? What do you think he saw on that play? Um, how did that play unfold? Blocked it up pretty good. It actually blocked it up downfield really well. And so, you know, we had hats on everybody, so it was almost like all he had to do was make a cut off of a couple blocks down the field. That was, that was actually a pretty easy run. Um, for him, uh, but uh, you know, so, but that's what you get. You know, you, when you can get him in open space and he can make, you know, he can make a, a nice run and score a touchdown. I mean, those are huge right there. I'm laughing a little bit. I know you're being serious. I'm, I'm kidding here, but you just don't give quarterbacks credit ever. You're you're a defensive guy, right? They stand around to practice. Yeah, yeah, they that that do, they do. They never do anything. That was an easy run. You never give quarterbacks any credit. You are a defensive guy, aren't you? No, Joe's playing. <laughs> Joe's playing good enough. I, I I love Joe, and and uh, and I think our guys have rallied around him. He's putting the ball where he's supposed to put it. Uh, uh, but but I still to this day I mean my son played quarterback yeah, I, and he didn't he didn't work up a sweat until the game so uh, you know I've I've lived it. You've stayed consistent with yeah. that message. You certainly have. Uh, you alluded to the rest of the CAA earlier when you were talking about personnel, but what's your take on the teams right now, Russ? I mean, if you had said in week seven or eight of the year, Towson and Maine would be the two unbeaten teams, the only two unbeaten teams in conference play, that would be a little surprising. I think, without taking anything away from Towson or Maine. Well, this league's nuts. I mean, that's exactly – it's like this. I mean, it's always like this. I mean, these teams – you know, Albany last year beat Villanova and then beat – I guess it was Delaware at the end of the year, and and, and somebody beat New Hampshire at the end of the year. I, I can't remember who, who that was. Somebody beat Stony Brook. So anything can happen in this league uh, uh, week in and week out. Um, I mean, it, it, is, it is a tough, tough league. And really what Elon has done in the last couple of years, right, has been kind of impressive. I mean, they were muddling along, let's, let's be yeah. honest. Uh, and I know you weren't here at that point. You were at Chattanooga. But uh, they really have turned things around pretty quickly in the last couple of years. Yeah, they have. And, and you know, I think, you know, he went in there and changed the culture. Uh, and they had been down. And, you know, he went in and, and gave them a new life and changed the culture. And, uh, you know, obviously he recruited – both those quarterbacks they got right now and did a great job with that. And, but, um, you know, Elon's a, a great place. It's, it's very similar to Richmond as far as the academic component. And, um, so it, it didn't surprise me. They had been good before with Pete Lembo, I guess, right. at yep. the time they were really good and they were in the Southern conference at the time. So, um, you know, it was just a matter of time before they got good. It is still surprising to me to look at the bottom of the standings. That's what I was and looking see at, too. New Hampshire 0-3, Villanova 0-4. That's a changing of the guard. I don't care how you look at it, right? Yeah, I mean, to see that is is, is kind of mind-boggling. So, um, But 
Villanova is going to be a factor somewhere down the road here. New Hampshire is going to be a factor somewhere down the road before this all plays out. Uh, you know, they, they, they're too well coached and, and, you know, too many good players to, to they're going to, they're going to do something to, to make this league even nuttier, I think. I love that nutty CAA, the nutty CAA. Um, all right, let's finish it up. Uh, ask these guys about their their keys for spider success Saturday. Let me get them from the head coach. What's it going to take for Richmond to go 1-0 this week, coach? Well, I, I think the turnover part of it, um, you know, we can't turn the ball. We survived it, you know, with the one pick in the red zone. And then, then we popped the one run, you know, 18-yard run and fumble that. They scoop it and take it, you know, and, and get a decent return on that one. And they end up scoring on that one. So we actually survived the turnovers. We can't, we can't do that. We can't survive each week. So we, we can't turn the ball over. Um, you know, we got to run the ball. Joe's got to make great decisions. He's got to, he's got to run the football again um, in some capacity. And, and maybe it's eight, ten times again. <clears throat> and then I think we can't, we got we we got to get these guys on the ground when we have chances. Um, you know, last year this kid broke a gazillion tackles on us. Um, no matter who they've got, they've got three really good running backs. This one and two more. Um, so we have to we have to get them on the ground. We get the opportunity and 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 then obviously if it's if it's if the ball goes up, we can't give up big plays in the secondary. Hey, in 15 seconds or so, do you even dangle the carrot out in front of them? Hey, fellas, bye week is coming. It could be a real enjoyable bye week if you can put a winning performance on the field Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to, you know, our bye weeks are very similar. Uh, so we'll, uh, you know, we'll get some work done. And, and you get a lot of work done with the young kids, too. Better when you win, though. Don't want oh, that no feeling in the gut of your that. stomach for two weeks. No question. All right, Coach, we will be back here next Thursday, by the way. We will recap the uh, the, the game this week against Elon. I'll have a couple of the assistant coaches. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Bob. And again, Marcus Vincent, Caleb Drake, thanks, fellas, for being our special player guest. Mitchell Bradley here in the restaurant for engineering. And Matt Josephs at our studio. He's on the air at 3 o'clock this afternoon, as a matter of fact, with Border to Border. And then at 4, uh, hardly working with Greg Burton. We'll talk to you Saturday from Elon, 1 o'clock, our airtime right here on Elon. ESPN Richmond. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney.